Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, Let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Hey, Cracked fans. As winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new court equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips, they've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro, which all of you Gamma string users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma strings, maybe now's the time to start, but they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Joining us once again on the podcast here today, you may know him as a former top five ATP player. I know him as the head coach of the Texas A&M men's tennis team, Coach Steve Denton. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Well, we're doing great. Uh, you know, it's a great time of the year to be uh, uh, in the tennis industry and and with the NCAA tournament going on. It's really exciting time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I have to ask, because we've had this debate at Cracked Rackets, perhaps no one's better suited to answer than you. I feel like the month of May, French Open, NCAA tournament, start of the grass court season, it may be the month of all months in the col- uh, in the tennis calendar. Is that, I feel like that's right. I think so. Um, you know, you've got Europe raging right now with all the clay court <laughs> tournaments and then, you know, the college tennis in the States. So, uh, you know, whatever you like, you're going to be able to get uh, – and this month, and it's always exciting leading up to the Grand Slam season, especially with uh, the French and Wimbledon just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's an exciting time for all tennis fans. Certainly, we are all looking forward to the round of 16 action in Orlando starting on Monday for the men. And, you know, that is something your team will be competing in. And you look at you guys now, 18-8 and eight on the season. But, you know, I think it's number eight seed overall into the round of 16 Perhaps it wasn't the fashion that you expected, but when you look at your team heading into Orlando, how are you feeling about the 2021 season you put together? Well, I, you know, it's been a, a, a difficult year, uh, honestly, um, thus far. Uh, I can't recall us having uh, so many injuries during the year. 
that we ended up having this year. Um, and I, our guys were pretty good in that we hung in there and beat some pretty good teams, you know, despite having some guys out. I know one match during the year, Alex, I looked over on the sidelines and four of my starters from last year or were eating a sandwich in the stands. <laughs> and uh, and yet, and I'm thinking, well, how in the hell are we going to win this match? And our young guys stepped up and won. And we, we had some setbacks along the way, obviously. Uh, but but we also won some big matches to kind of keep us in the mix and in the conversation. And now I think uh, as we get closer to the end of the season, I think, you know, our best tennis is uh, certainly potentially ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And look, we'll talk about the the well-known quantities, the Vals, the Hatties, the Aguilars, but you talk about those injuries and, you know, we've talked about it here at Crack Rackets, Barnaby Smith, who certainly you expected to contribute in your lineup. He's been out for the majority of the season. And, you know, you see guys like, uh, whether it's uh, Guido Marson or uh, either of the Perot brothers or Pierce Rollins stepping into the bottom of the lineup what has it meant to your team to have to turn to that depth and to get a bunch of guys contributing on the roster this season? Well, I think as, as of now, none of those guys, uh, those younger guys are freshmen any longer. Mm-hmm. They've had to play so many matches this year, um, and they've gained a lot of confidence in doing that. Um, and so I feel like that going into the tournament, they, they have a lot more experience than you know, I thought that they would end up having at this time. Uh, maybe one of those guys would have been fighting for a spot had we had last year's lineup, but several of them have had to step up. And I think that's helped us, uh, them going through all those difficult matches. It certainly gives them the preparation that they need to feel confident to play well, you know, here in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And we talk about having a young team, even the veterans in Vashro and Aguilar and Habib, they haven't played an NCAA match in over two years. Were were there any jitters during the opening weekend? I feel like just across the board to get back in NCAA competition. Uh, Certainly. Um, You know, I thought New Mexico played us really well. I mean, Mm -hmm. they were, they were a tough team. They, they thought they could win the match. It was clear. And there were moments there, uh, you know, sometimes the score doesn't indicate just how close matches are. The doubles point was very contentious and, and also uh, in singles as well. They were up a break in the set and a few courts and uh, you know, our guys had to step up and play and it's the hardest first round match that I recall having here in college station since I've been the coach. Uh, But at the same time, I think it kind of helped sharpen us after two weeks off after the sec tournament. And uh, it allowed us, I think, to play even better uh, when we needed to against Oklahoma on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I noticed even in that match, you play Pierce at five singles for both, but I believe you switched up number six. You played Guido in one, uh, Perot in the other. Is it something you're, you know, a lot of teams you want to go into NCAA knowing you're six, knowing you're three doubles teams. Do you, are you, is your mindset keep things a little bit open, a little bit flexible towards the bottom of I your think lineup? So. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, uh, with a tournament like this coming up, you know, your depth is really important. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right about, you know, the guys knowing that they're going to be playing, but there's also some opportunities for some other guys to step in. And because of our guys getting so many matches this year, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's the same as in normal situations and normal years. Mm-hmm. And so our depth, I think, is important to our team. And, and I'm sure we'll continue to use it as we move on in the tournament. 
Mm-hmm. You talk about that match count. If you know, talking to all of these coaches, if I would have told any of them before the season that they would have gotten over twenty-five matches, and they probably would have drawn that up as a victory for your team, eighteen and eight overall. Obviously, it's a pandemic season still, but. Do you feel, compared to normal, that your guys are battle-tested, have had the calluses develop enough to where they're ready come round of 16? I think so. Um, I think our uh, just the fact that, you know, we got to play some out-of-conference matches, I think that's been a big deal for us this year. You know, we got to play basically everyone in the in the Big 12 except for Texas Tech. And uh, so we got to play those matches as well as all the good SEC matches that we had to play. So it really kind of helped our guys, uh, you know, play the matches needed, be in the situations they need to be in in these tight matches, um, and hopefully that'll bode well for the tournament. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, because you're a big 12 man at heart, I'm sure you were fine avoiding Danny and the altitude in Lubbock. You were like, you know what? I need no part of Texas Tech this season. That's fine with me. Um, But, you know, to to switch gears now and talk about the top of your lineup, because for me as a college tennis fanatic, uh, there's a connective tissue, a connective thread between the 2018 NCAA semifinals you guys made. That team obviously had, you know, Kipson, a Rinderneck and Arcanada at the top of the lineup, but it did also include Val and Aguilar. And, you know, these guys are now the senior leaders. These guys are, it, it's their turn, right, to lead this team into the postseason. And I'm curious, with all of the injury difficulties that they have all had, uh, how are they feeling? You know, have you noticed a certain perspective from them in it in that it might be their last go round? Yeah. Well, I know they're really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has been a tough season, but, you know, thankfully we've gotten to play a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, everybody's healthy. Uh, so uh, I know that they're very, very excited about the end. They, they're looking forward to playing in these big matches uh, that are coming up in Orlando. We got to go down there for a week uh, when we had that freeze uh, earlier in February. We got to go down there for a week and practice in Orlando and play UCF. So they're familiar with the surroundings. And I think more than anything else, Alex, I believe the with the younger guys getting as many matches as they got, I think that's also helped our, our seniors relax a little bit. I think they felt like they had it all on their shoulders, you know, early on because they didn't really know what to expect from our younger guys. And now with all these matches under their belt, the younger guys, I think they feel more confident in them and obviously – want to lead them you know to the finish line whatever happens but I know that they're a lot more relaxed and uh, feel that they don't have to win every single match and uh, for us to win and and that takes a lot of burden off of those guys um, and I think that can obviously help a team. No, absolutely. And one guy we haven't mentioned, not the older guys, not the younger guys, but, you know, perfectly in between is Noah Schachter. And I think my first question to you, Coach, is he done growing? Are we good? 6'4", like that's what he's going to stay at or whatever? Yeah, I mean, he continues. His feet get bigger, his <laughs> hands are bigger. I mean, yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty big kid now. And, you know, it's kind of – his game has kind of changed significantly because of his size. He's playing much more aggressively than before. And – and he's kind of in that, like you say, in that no man's land between the, the freshmen and uh, and our seniors. And he's done a really good job. Um, you know, he's he's won some big matches for us this year. When we've when we've beaten some of the big teams that we've beaten when Hottie wasn't available to us, you know, he stepped up and played. Uh, and I know 
you know, going back to Florida, he's going home. And so I know he's really excited about the opportunity to compete there in Orlando. He might be the only person looking forward to the love bugs, coach. He's like, oh, I'm home. Like, I'm getting <laughs> stuck and enjoying it. But, you know, again, w- looking through your lineup, we've talked a lot about the singles. You know as well as anyone how important that doubles point would be. And I have to say, since the start of the season and on paper, the duo of Aguilar and Thompson is just one of my favorites. And there are pockets of moments, five to ten minute stretches, it feels like, in matches where you see it, where you're like, oh, man, this doubles team might be the best in the country. And yet, you know, you look at the record for the season, nine and six at that number one doubles position, I think 12 and eight overall on the year. How are you feeling about them in particular? And then that doubles point, you know how important it will be. How critical will it be, you know, throughout the week in Orlando? Well, I think it's critical, but I mean, I think uh, teams like Virginia, for example, and others, you know, they, they have been able to get through or Baylor others that have been able to get win four singles matches. And you're going to have to do that once there, if you're going to survive, because there's too many good doubles teams, I think with regard to our team, uh, um, you know, one of the things that's happened, I think as the course of seasons come on is that Bjorn has played better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos has always been a really good doubles player, whomever he's played with. He's just gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bjorn has become way more aggressive. And I think that has, uh, lend itself for them having more success here toward the back end of the season uh, just because he kind of knows what his role is. He kind of knows how I want him to play. Uh, early in the year, he was kind of serving and staying back quite a bit, and now he's coming in all the time. And that's you know makes my eyes uh, feel pretty good when I see a guy attacking like he's attacking, and, and he's uh, he's got really good volleys, and he knows how to move at the net. And so – you know, it was just kind of getting comfortable doing that. And um, uh, since he's been doing that, I think they've been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the results picking up of late. And I, again, I'm trying to have coaches not swear at me as much as possible. But if you feel the need to swear at me after this question, I won't be offended. Um, you talk about the results shifting. Were you? Did you feel at all personally stubborn? Because again, at the beginning, Bjorn and Carlos, it, it wasn't working as well as it should have. And it does feel like, to your point... I mean, their hands are so good. I, if, I, if I can notice how good their hands are, they must be that noticeably good. And they just, they move so well at the net when they're clicking. Was that some stubbornness on your half to be like, no, this team is going to work? Yeah, I, I just thought they needed time, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, together. Uh, they hadn't played together before. And it takes a, sometimes a, uh, to get to know each other, to know the tendencies of your partner and your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, they get along really well off the court. Um, so they have great chemistry there, but I felt like they needed to play. And then I think there's a, the trust factor, you know, uh, of what you do well and what maybe you, what I maybe can cover your holes in your game type thing, which we all have. And so I think they've begun to figure that out a little bit better. And, and just kind of, as I said, me kind of demanding a certain style from them, uh, even if they were winning or losing, and I think uh, that's helped them significantly, and they're gaining more confidence in that. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's a set. It's a sprint. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. You lose a three-all point, and then things can change significantly. But I feel really good about where they've where they've gone here these last few weeks. And, you know, ultimately we want to 
be playing our best tennis here now at this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but you look at uh, your team now, round of 16, you're going to have a familiar foe in Mississippi State who I believe you guys knocked off 6-1 earlier in this season, and then you would play potentially the winner of Florida and Illinois. So, you know, potentially back-to-back SEC matches, teams you have seen before. Is that something you think about as the coach? You know, the fact that, oh, I like these matchups for us, or are you just locked in one match at a time? Let's get the job done. Yeah, locked in one match at a time. This uh, this Mississippi State team is significantly better than they were mm-hmm. uh, when we first played them at in Starkville earlier in the season. Um, and they showed signs of it uh, against Florida in the SEC tournament. They played them a really tough match. Uh, in the quarterfinals. And so I knew they'd gotten better. Uh, I thought they had a shot, obviously, against UCF going down there uh, just because they had been battle-tested against so many good teams this year. Uh, And obviously, uh, you know, they were able to win that match. So, you know, our focus is completely on them. Uh, I know they're going to be a tough opponent for us. Uh, It's not easy to turn around and play a team that you kind of beat comfortably the first time around, but – I know this is going to be a different story, and our guys are going to be have to be ready mentally uh, to uh, withstand a big effort by Mississippi State. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, last two questions for you. It was perhaps a more circuit, uh, circuitous path than you expected, but you know we talked before the season, and when you bring back returners like Val, Carlos, Hattie, and Noah, there are going to be high expectations for any program. When you look at your team heading into this postseason tournament, I don't want to say what are the expectations, but what do you think you guys are capable of? Certainly, you're not showing up to Orlando to play one match and lose, right? Uh, you know, how are you feeling about the team? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. Okay. Um, I think that this team is capable. We've shown it mm-hmm. by beating some really good teams uh, earlier in the year. So it kind of really depends on which team shows up. Uh, and uh, I feel like that uh, uh, we're, we're playing at a pretty high level right now. Uh, the guys are excited. We have, like you said, some senior leadership. So we have the ingredients of a, of a team that could, could make a run. And, uh, but, you know, our guys have to make sure that we stay in the present and not get ahead of ourselves and, and just play these matches one at a time. And then we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I think any of the teams in this uh, probably are capable of winning this tournament. This tournament is wide open this year, um, more so than some years. Uh, I think on on the women's side, it may be a little bit different. There's a few teams that seem to be maybe better than everybody else. But certainly on this men's side, uh, there are a lot of teams that can win. And there are teams that, uh, like the Illinois and the Ohio States, and the USC's have a lot to prove and Arizona because they didn't get to play out of conference and they got a chip on their shoulder. And then you got the teams like, you know, Virginia who kind of surprised us early in the year with going to Ohio state and how good they've been in Tennessee. And then the, the Florida's and everybody else, uh, North Carolina's, there's a lot of really good teams that uh, can win this. And it's going to be a really, really exciting uh, uh, final 16 uh, I'm not excited about the three days off uh, that we <laughs> potentially are going to have to play if we can win that first match. But but at the same time, I know it's going to be really exciting for everyone that goes down there to watch that tennis. 
It's half the fun. It gives us more time to grab a beer or two, Coach, uh, when we're down in Orlando, certainly. But uh, uh, my final question for you, because uh, you brought it up, and I want to ask all the coaches who have this case for them, to get both the men's and women's teams down to Orlando, as you guys did at Texas A&M this year, what does that mean for the program? Oh, it's great. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've, we've had solid programs for a while, and to get them both there, especially in the year that we've had, uh, shows, uh, you know, that our program's obviously one of the better programs in the country. And, uh, and I think we'll continue to do that in the future. Um, it just, uh, we have, we have a great setup here, Alex. It's a, it's a great place. It's a great university, great support. And, and we've got a lot of fans that love, love our tennis, both in the men's and women's side, they support both sides very well. So exciting time for our programs and, and hopefully we can uh, make our Aggies proud uh, when we go down to Orlando. I've said it for years. I look wonderful in maroon. So, you know, if you want to throw some gear my way, Coach, I would happily rep the Aggies. My last one for you because he's doing it on clay now. When you watch Rinderneck have this sort of success, are you like, man, like, like I just, I am, fl- to see him do it across surfaces, Arthur can play. I mean, I think top 100, it's not if, it's when he's going to do it. What have your thoughts been on his development? Well, you know, when I first watched Arthur play, his his lineage is pretty good. His, mm-hmm. his grandfather played the French Open. His mother played the French Open. And I thought he was a great athlete, and he moved really well and was very flexible mm-hmm. for someone at 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so it was really about belief, you know, and getting the reps in and playing and uh, he's he's played a smart schedule. I think some players don't do a very good job of that when they come out. He's done a really good job to kind of get through the ranks pretty quickly to play where he thinks he can play well. And uh, you know, then you kind of snowball and against you gain some confidence. And I, I like you, I'm real pleased with where he is right now. But this is not his ceiling, and I know that he can get a lot better from here. And it's really just being out there for a little while, kind of figuring it out. And he's done a you know a really solid job thus far, and I'm looking forward to him uh, going out there and uh, you know doing more stuff because he he certainly is playing at a pretty high level. He's had some really good opportunities even now, and could have gone up even higher with a couple of you know maybe a little bit more what I call deep confidence in himself and some important moments against some really really good players. And uh, you know when he continues to get those opportunities and looks at some of them. Uh, I think he's going to break through and do really well. My move would have been tell Val he has to play in a hat every match because they've got similar body types so that if he gets injured, I'd be like, nope, we're throwing Arthur in. No one's going to notice. Like, it'll be totally cool. <laughs> we can just slide him right in and it'll be fine. But no, uh, obviously, Coach, again, I think not only just his development, but the development of all of these guys, they're clearly getting better down in College t- uh, Station, and that's a testament to uh, you, your coaching staff, and all you guys are doing. So obviously, thank you again for taking the time to chat this morning. Stay safe. Stay healthy healthy and looking forward to seeing you all compete in Orlando. Sounds good, Alex. Thank you for your time. And thank you for all that you're doing for college tennis. You're really uh, putting us on the map and making us relevant in the tennis world. We really appreciate it a little lot. Oh, I know all the coaches think that. That's kind of you to say my ego's through the roof right now, but don't worry. It'll be, it'll be tamed by the time I get to Orlando. So <laughs> thank you so much, Coach. And again, stay safe, stay healthy. What, is there an Aggie? Is it fight on Aggies? Like, I, I don't even know what the saying is. It's Giga Maggie. Uh, I love it. Well, can I get a Giga Maggie's from you? Sure.
(laughs) I love it. Thank you, coach. Be safe, be healthy. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Alex. Take care.